Welcome back to the South Baltimore Now podcast. I'm Nate Carper. We've got Kevin Lynch here. What's up, Kev? What's happening? I'm just getting a little bit thirsty for this episode. I know that much. Yeah, this is going to be a fun one. Today, we've got some good folks from the South Baltimore Brewery District, which Kevin did a story recently on SouthBmore.com with that group, and it went crazy. People love the story, so we decided to dive in a little deeper and get some info on like events and new things planned. I'm just really excited, and the uh, only thing I'm missing right now is a beer in hand, but we're recording this in the morning, so maybe that's not a good thing. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be five o'clock very soon, if not somewhere else around the globe, right? Checker Spot Brewing Company, Picket Brewing Company, Suspended Brewing Company, and Wicker Street Beer Co. combined to join this exciting new South Baltimore Brewery District. So we'll have owners from three of those breweries on the episode today. There's there's other breweries in South Baltimore. You got, you know, Diamondback Brewing, which is in Locust Point, not too far from this area. Mate Beer is, has just opened in the same area, so I'm sure they'll be getting more involved in this growing brewery district. And there's other industrial properties in that area that could make this uh, even bigger of a district. So it's very exciting to see what these owners are doing, and I can't wait to talk to them. Getting us started, uh, Kate from Pickett Brewing. Tell us about this new South Baltimore Brewery District. Yeah, so the four breweries suspended who's not here today, they're actually in Colorado right now. We're all now, the checker spot has moved over within one mile from each other. So when we all got into this neighborhood prior to that, we had conversations about the benefits of all the breweries being close together and being walkable for people down here by the stadiums. So we wanted to collaborate as much as possible so that people would come down and visit us and come to this area who don't typically come here or only come here on game days. So we're having a couple joint events we already have planned. And then into the future, we plan to have more joint events to drive customers here and to all the breweries. Very cool. Tell us a little bit about the inaugural event you have coming up. Very quickly, we decided to have a different event, (laughs) which is going to come up first. I'll talk about that in a second. The inaugural event is planned for October 28th. That's barring any Orioles home World Series game, which would be an awesome problem to have for all of us. But if that happens, we'll have to do a little flexing of the inaugural event. But for that event, we're each going to have a different beer that we release for it. And then we're going to have different activities throughout the day. And those activities are still getting planned out. Pickett is going to have a a band. Waiko is going to have a band. Josie's going to have, I believe, a new art exhibit happening. And Checker Spot's going to surprise us. (laughs) So we're going to plan it out and we'll release details as we get closer to that. But because of the Orioles run here and how well they're doing for the last home in-season game, we are going to have an in-real-life hot dog race. (laughs) <laughs> Pickett is mustard, Waiko is ketchup, and Checker Spot is relish. And we all have our runners. They're choosing walk-up songs. It's getting a little intense, but we're going to do that in the lot right next to Pickett. And we're going to have some events surrounding that. Lizzie's Wagyu Dogs is going to be here and a, a vendor that sells hot dog race merch. And we're hoping people will come out to that and it'll be sort of a little preview to the brewery district. Cool. Let's hope the Oriole success makes things a little bit more complicated, but exciting for everybody. That would be, I'm sure the benefits would certainly be huge for the area. Kate, just tell us a little bit about Pickett Brewing Company. Sure. So we just celebrated our first anniversary in August. It was a long and a quick first year. We did get Best of Baltimore from the editors at Baltimore Magazine. So we're super proud about that. In terms of beer, we do a lot of the classic styles and we have some that return and keep coming back and then other rotating taps that showcase sort of some different classic styles and then some newer things that we want to try out. Yeah, and then we have also 
we're proud of our bluegrass connection. So we do bluegrass Sundays once a month and bluegrass jams, which we'll have tomorrow. That's once a month as well. So we're super into that and into the Ravens and the Orioles. And you guys are located in Pigtown. I know it's a neighborhood that for years has been trying to increase the amount of fun and exciting retail options in the neighborhood. So certainly we're seeing this growth of breweries and some other different types of retail establishments. So I know people in the neighborhood are very excited about some of the new amenities in the neighborhood. So just tell us about choosing Pigtown and what you like about the neighborhood so far. We chose Pigtown. Jason, my business partner who's standing here next to me now, he, he knew the owners of this building and they really wanted to put a brewery in here and said, come on down and see it. So we came down in 2020, I think, and looked at it. It was just a big warehouse full of just a lot of junk. <laughs> so we had to struggle to see the vision, but it had this big roll-up door, which was really the selling point for us that we knew we could put a glass door behind. And our whole thing was that Jason homebrewed out of his garage for a really long time. That's what our logo is. The first half is where he homebrewed and the second half is our location here in Pigtown. So we knew we could build it here on the tail end of the pandemic. It was a little difficult with getting utilities in place and things like that, but we finally made it happen. And since we've opened, the citizens of Pigtown have truly supported us. They support you know, our recurring weekly events and our different events that we have. And they've been very good to us in the community. Staying in Pigtown, we have Mike and Jordan from Wicko Street Beer Co. Guys, tell us a little bit about your guys' brewery, which I know is also relatively new as well. Yeah, so we're coming up on our one year in November. We have a bunch of stuff planned for that week. We'll be probably announcing that sometime in the next couple of weeks, everything we got going on there. We're family-oriented. Jordan and I are cousins. We're three months apart. We're, we're pretty close. So we, we, we like to have that family vibe here at Waco. As far as the beers go, I'll let Jordan talk about the beers. We have the pinball vibe, the video game vibe. So that's what we were looking for. When we opened up with Wego, it's just trying to do something a little bit different, video games and, and pinball. As far as the beer goes, I'll let Jordan talk about the beers and all the stuff that we're doing here with the beer. So like our beer production in-house is real small and really eclectic. We pride ourselves in, I guess, making slow beer. We make a lot of lagers, a lot of barrel-age projects going on right now. But we still offer those like quick production, hazy IPAs, and some of the newer experimental IPAs that are on the market, but a lot of sour stuff um, and a lot of lagers, like Morantarum, Foodery Age, Barrel Age lagers. And we have our first mixed culture in, in tank now that'll probably be ready in the next eight, eight months. I think it's probably five months old at this point. Our beer generally takes a really long time to be ready. A real small market for that, but we aim to be just kind of like part of the neighborhood brewery scene and no large scale production in mind for the future. And I know unlike uh, several other of the breweries in the area, you guys are part of a large building. You guys are a tenant of 1100 Waco Street. So tell us about that building and I guess tell us about any plans you guys have to maybe increase some, some more outdoor spaces or, or anything within that building. So the building, I think they just, I think Chris just rebranded it to the Baltimore Innovation Center. So like the front of it now has all of that logo. So yeah, the idea, at least especially on the floor that we're on, the, the main floor is a marketplace concept, similar to what we have here. These roll-up garage doors where everyone can walk around, different styles of vendors, whatever it may be, whether it's food or clothing or musicians or records or anything like that. That's the idea is at some point there's all these different people on this floor. People can walk around with beers or wine or whatever it may be. 
Above us, there's several other different types of tenants from manufacturers to government contractors. There's all different kinds of businesses in this building. So it's definitely a hodgepodge of all different kinds of things in this building. And have any of the tenants of the building become some of your regulars? Oh, yeah. They're, they're here every week. Yeah. Thursdays and Fridays is, is typically the days for the people in this building. Yeah. We host events for some of the tenants in the building. Next month, we're hosting the Maryland Tech Council, which Harbor Designs is a part of. We typically get about one a month where we're hosting some type of event for one of the tenants in the building, wherever it may be. We did last month, it was the minority manufacturers. They did like a fireside chat here. So we had them in here. So it's things like that with tenants in the building. Yeah. We had a book signing. Yeah. Charm City books, stuff like that. Yeah. Awesome. Got to love that. I know Wicco and Pickett are what, maybe less than two blocks away, super close. So it's... Yeah. If I could I, walk I, right through the alley, we could get right to the back of them, but there's, I could throw a football and probably hit their, their back parking lot. I know I made a visit to both in, in one day. I'm sure that's pretty common for people. And hopefully they'll start visiting all four or five or maybe six or seven breweries in yeah. the area in one day. It's yeah. a very cool. And uh, we have Judy Neff from Checker Spot. Judy, have your nerves calmed down yet? I know you've been very busy these last few days, last few weeks, last few months. Judy, what's going on? Tell us about the, the new location. Yeah, it's been, it's been wild and crazy. Yeah, we're super excited to be over here. We've we're at our old location over on Austin Street for about five years. And we purchased this property at 1421 Ridgely Street. Still pretty close by, but crossed to the other side of the bridge. So super excited to own the place. We were able to get out from under our landlord and we have things like windows and roll-up doors that open and bread stairs. Yeah, we're really trying to take advantage of that since we didn't have that for so long. Continuing sort of with the uh, same vibe that we had at the other place. Really welcome to everybody. Yeah, we try to have something for everybody here. And we're still really dedicated to our fundraiser collaborations and involvement with uh, nonprofits in the area. So none of that will change. We're just hoping to make everything bigger and better and better for everybody. Has everybody been able to find your location pretty easily so far? We were never really allowed to put much signage on our old place. We had a local muralist, Kate. She did the mural out front, so we actually are able to have our, our name and logo where people can see it. That's been huge. Whenever anybody moves into a bigger space or gets a bigger car, there's almost that honeymoon period of that feeling, look at all this space. Like, what, What's it feel like right now to have all that extra space and all that extra elbow room to do things, all things checker spot? It's been great. The nice thing is it's, it feels like much, much more. We grew by one and a half times the square footage. So we went from 12,000 to 18,000 square feet. So it is a big jump, but it's really just better use of space. So much more wide open, not cut up into sort of first and second event space here. So doing a lot of private events and um, we can sort of keep that separated off so that it on a Monday or Tuesday when we're not so crowded, it doesn't feel like this vast expansive space but that way on um, weekends and game days and things like that when it is more crowded we're able to sort of open it up and fill the whole states. I've talked to a lot of neighbors already over in Locust Point where I live that have already said they've checked out the new checker spot and love it so congratulations on getting that going I'm sure you guys are now working on little kinks I'm still sure yep. of that but I'm sure it's very exciting and I know when I talk to a lot of people starting breweries or just open a brewery they say that, that you and Rob have been very helpful to the the brewery community with kind of all kinds of questions why do you think it's important for the the brewery community to be so collaborative and kind of support each other 
I mean, it's part of what got me into the industry to start out with. Got really into the craft beer community after co-founding uh, Baltimore Beer Babes. And would uh, go around with getting more women into craft beer, which has been accomplished now. <laughs> Happy to say. I, everybody was so supportive of us at the beginning. I mean, the number of people I went to with advice from who do you use for insurance to we did a bunch of collaboration brews before we started, which sort of gave me a chance to brew with a bunch of different brewers in the area and sort of take away, you know, everybody does things a little bit differently and sort of get really in depth with people about why do you do it this way? Why do you do it this way? And everyone's so happy to share. And that's part of what the craft beer community is when everybody from Pickett and Waco and have always been so really tight-knit with the whole craft beer community and really involved and making the effort. When you're the new person, you start out and you make the effort, which is exactly what we did as well. And it really comes back. It's a pay-it-forward type thing. And I still go to people, you know, I'm with our new system is very different and much more involved. And I've been talking to other breweries that use similar systems like this, and they've been giving me all sorts of tips and walking through what they do and why they do what they do. And it's really how we all grow as brewers. And it makes it a fun industry to work in when you can share and things like that and not be so cutthroat and going after other people. So I, I really hope brewers moving forward continue this trend and don't try to be this isolated, like we are better than you all. We want everyone to be good and fun and we want people to go to, to breweries more. If you look at the current culture of breweries, it seems like as Wicca was telling me, they're really focused on their tap room and not a lot of distribution. Now that a lot of breweries can really make a lot of their money and a lot of their, their vibe around the tap room, does that, that kind of make it where since the first focus is the tap room or essentially you're kind of like a beer bar where it makes it, does it take down the competition a little bit where it's kind of all about bringing people into your own facility and maybe some of the distribution is more kind of icing on the cake after that? Yeah, so we, we do a fair amount of distribution. So very heavily tap room focused. Yeah, the tap, tap rooms where we get to really talk to people. Mm -hmm and to have people try our wide variety of beers in distribution. While we distribute all of our beers, obviously the more popular ones like the hazy IPAs and things like that um, just what's out there more, more frequently. So I do having people come in and being able to see and try a range of different beer styles, but there's definitely competition on shelves uh, and stores. It's not just the local breweries are competing anybody who distributes into the state of Maryland. But people really support local all around, I would say, and that really helps. We've got these three great breweries with us today. We should mention Suspended Brewing Company. They've been on Washington Boulevard on Pigtown Main Street for a handful of years now. They seem to be doing well. And then, of course, you go another mile and a half away or so. You got Diamondback Brewing Company there in Locust Point. And then uh, Rob and Judy's old location for Checker Spot is now the home of Mate Beer. So obviously, South Baltimore is certainly becoming one of the hubs of brewing in town, which is really great to see. And obviously I know people love living in neighborhoods and cities to have cool things like local craft goods and stuff. So it's very exciting. And obviously this article we did on this brewer district, people were just crazy about it. So it sort of just shows the love for homegrown products and good beer and all that stuff. It's exciting to see what you guys have all done. And I, I know from my conversations with landlords and commercial real estate agents and stuff that there is more interest in kind of joining what these breweries have built here down in South Baltimore. So it's very exciting to see. So before we close out, Kate, tell us, tell us a few exciting things Pickett Brewing Company has coming up. So we, like I said, we have our bluegrass stuff that we're really trying to build. In the coming weeks, we're going to be announcing our next series, the next three 
in a set of bluegrass Sundays. So that'll finish out this year. And then we're already booking into next year for that, which is pretty exciting for us. We're also gearing up for Raven and Orioles games. And then we'll be at the Ramble Festival, which is in Darlington that first weekend of October as well. Very cool. Mike and Jordan, what's on tap in the coming weeks for Wicko Street? This week is pretty busy for us. Friday, we're doing karaoke. We've had a lot of the neighborhood for a long time tell us we should do karaoke. So we gave in and we're doing karaoke Friday. Saturday, we partnered with the Bentley brand to do a showcase for some of the artists. And we're leaning into the pinball machines here. So we host bi-monthly pinball tournaments. The first and last Thursday of every month, we do pinball tournaments. We just got a brand new Venom machine. We are the only location in Maryland that actually has this this Venom machine. So it was pretty popular this past weekend. We and got a new beer coming out. We got a, we got our first shooter beer coming out. Came out of the shooter two um, weeks ago. So it's just so waiting. To, waiting, waiting to package that up. Yeah, same thing though. Orioles and Ravens games. We're, we're looking for this playoff push for the Orioles. We're excited for that to be a part of that too. So awesome. And Judy, what else is due besides everything? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we got we had our great opening party. Yeah, Tabring manager Dennis, who you know well, he's talking with some of the Orioles front office about the upcoming uh, trying to do something fun for Orioles playoffs. So that's still in the works, and we should be able to have some really cool stuff that way. The one I'm really excited about, we have our one fundraiser collaboration coming up. We're going to be brewing soon. It's the uh, Daily Dose of Freedom. This will be the fourth year with an awesome home brewer and a veteran who always had a dream to open his, his own brewery. He has since passed, and we continue to do this beer with his family. This is probably the one that's the most special for all of us all year. So we brew it in early October and then release it for Veterans Day. And this one, we team up with the Rebel Grounds. So they actually just moved over. They found a permanent home. Instead of just working out of Katie's house, they found a permanent home over at the Gaslight Guest Building and Pigtown as well. It's really tying it really nicely. Now that we, we both moved over here as well. The other collaboration that we have out now, we released it a week, week and a half ago, is the Barktoberfest, Oktoberfest. So this is the third year we've done that with the Barks. And basically they do a raffle and whoever wins the raffle gets their animal, their animal, it's always been a dog, but their dog or cat's picture as the label art, which also then becomes the label art for the art for Barkstoberfest, which is their largest fundraiser. We were able to release that. We have it available in the tap room and at some establishments and we'll be closing that out at their Barkstoberfest, which is the end of October. I can tell from the Orioles locker room celebration and the party they did at Checker Spot before the year started that they like their beer. So hopefully hopefully <laughs> we'll be seeing some of those players at your guys' breweries, maybe hopefully in like November after they've maybe won a championship. Maybe that'll be a, a good time to celebrate. But it, I love seeing what's going on in the area. This is one of the most exciting times I've ever seen in South Baltimore. Orioles are doing great. Ravens are off to a good start. More and more breweries and cool businesses to visit. So it's, it's been great talking to everyone. We appreciate what you guys are doing and how you guys are collaborating to help put South Baltimore on the map. I'm sure everybody's ready for a cold one after this. So uh, visit one of these uh, four breweries. I'm actually going to put you guys all on the spot real quick, if you don't mind. Tell me, what's your favorite beer from one of the other locations? I would say at Tecker Spot, it's, I really like the zigzag, zigzag. I don't know exactly how to say it, but I know how to drink it. I've had the opportunity to taste Jordan's new cedar-aged Vienna lager. It's fantastic. I like both of their lagers. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I like Sip Happens at Checker Spot. I just think it's good, especially in the summertime months. And I, as the guys know, love speaking cursive, which is no longer available, except that they found some cans and gave me a four pack and I'm hiding them and drink one occasionally to just make it last longer. <laughs> I'd have to say from Checker Spot, it's going to be, I got a guy. And that's because if you know, you know. <laughs> uh, and over at Picket, I think I'm partial to the year one lately. I think that's, yeah. everybody knows that's my, my, my walk-in go-to. I love the Schwarz beer over at Checker Spot. It's delicious. I think it's amazing. Picket, oh God, that's hard. I've had so many that I like. I have to say the one year. It's amazing. It's really good. Yeah. Nice. Appreciate all you guys have some nice, easy, crisp drinking beers as well. As somebody who drags a, a car full of kids around, I got to make sure not to do the double IPAs too often. So appreciate yeah, the variety of stuff you guys have on tap. You're all creating not just amazing, great beers, but an experience as well. So every each one of you, I can tell from this interview, has a different theme, different vibe in your brewery. So it like really gives people something to try out, right? So they should be going to all four, right? They should be checking out all of you guys in the same day. Get a different vibe, get a different taste, and I uh, love what you guys are doing. And thank you so much. Appreciate it, guys. Thank, yeah, you. thank you. Thank you for all your coverage, Kevin. We really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. Team catch Thanks, up. Kevin.